0: Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's awesome. It's with Tyler Hodge from Hoodoo Brown Barbecue in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Tyler is the Sausage King of Connecticut, and I'll put a link below. I had done a piece specifically. I've done, I've done two pieces, one 50 photos on Hoodoo Brown Barbecue. I'll put a link to that, but also a piece, like 40 or 50 different sausages that Tyler has created, and he is a savant. He's creating crazy stuff and amazing ideas and combinations so I knew I needed to talk to him and he's just a great guy first off he's just a great guy you're gonna enjoy the conversation if you're interested in making sausage or just interested in sausage in general there's a lot of detail that goes into it and there's a lot of detail that he talks about and his process and his process is different than other guys so if you're interested in that that's gonna be awesome and he talks all about hoodoo he talks all about Cody and he talks about Chris It talks about the relationship there, and how he came on board at Hoodoo because his path wasn't the straight path to barbecue. So hopefully by the end of this you get a chance to know Tyler better, and because Hoodoo is on my bucket list for sure. It'll be on your bucket list too because they're just putting out spectacular food, and he's putting out a different sausage every week—a creative sausage. They have their jalapeno cheddar, and then a special, and it's just awesome. So, so I'll put all I'll put all their hours below. I'll put their address. He talks about if you fly into New York, how to get there. So that'll be in there. It's just—it's a great conversation. I can't thank Tyler enough for taking the time, and I can't wait to visit them personally. But at the end. Stay safe, and visit your local barbecue joint. Good morning, Tyler. How are you doing today? Great, Kevin. How are you? Good. With the build-ups, it, stressful at Hudu? It's not that bad.
1: So it's like pre-order pickups and getting all that stuff situated, but it's pretty easy. Turkey breasts, hams, briskets.
0: Do you guys do prime rib for? Yeah, we're going to do
1: half prime ribs or fulls if they really want them, but I feel like most people are going to want like five pounds, six pounds, half prime ribs instead. So
0: that will be yeah. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love prime rib in general, and I think it's for the holidays. It feels special.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we do it every Thursday, so we I think we got it pretty dialed in. It's just a nice, nice low smoke, lots of pepper, and then we'll reverse sear it at the end. So basically, they could take them home, reverse sear them in their oven, and they're good to go.
0: Ah, oh, so every Thursday, yeah. I want to. We'll go over Hoodoo's menu because it's different. It's yeah. central texas style with its own twist and it's so if every so every thursday is there do you know the the specials like this is it's gonna this is gonna jump all over the place for people but so thursday yeah. it's prime rib day
1: yeah that's one of those standing specials we we don't do as the other specials as much as anymore uh we used okay. to do baby back wednesdays but yeah prime rib thursday is a tried and true staple it doesn't ever leave
0: does it sell out pretty quick
1: it depends i mean yes and no sometimes we get a six top that'll come in and take six pounds right off the rip so (laughs) who knows
0: and it's weighed out by the pound
1: is that yeah yeah Um, we'll do a one we'll do a one pound cut one pound cut a choice of side and a side salad good deal
0: that's that's awesome no it's it's cool too because i think the first time i had prime rib at a barbecue place was a rudy's i think and i was just I was a shock. I was a shock because I come from Los Angeles, and having like prime rib available, but it was like earth shattering. Even though Rudy's isn't the pinnacle, it's still probably better than a lot of places that people have across the United States. So it's it's changed a lot. Our business changed a lot. Well, let's. I want to get. I want to get to your background. Did you grow up in? You grew up in the in New the New England area, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. born and raised in Connecticut. Oh, in Connecticut. Uh, I grew. Up- Yeah, I grew up in Danbury, which is like a town over from Ridgefield, moved out, then moved back down for college, went to college in Danbury, and then lo and behold, back in Ridgefield. So
0: what is Connecticut like?
1: Uh, Super small town or super small uh, state, pretty quiet. I mean, it's got a lot of pizza. That's what we're known for. I feel like everyone knows New Haven style pizza. But other than that, I mean, basically, if, if everybody knows Texas, it's, there's the giant meme that goes around that Houston is the size of Connecticut. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> That's That is wild. And it is, so, but, but Connecticut is bigger than Rhode Island, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could drive through Rhode Island in less than an hour.
0: Wow. That's cool. Like I, I did a long time. I, I went cross country when I was 19 with a couple friends and we, but we, we blasted through new England, unfortunately, but cause we were, go, we were trying to make it to Maine. Cause it felt like such a big deal to make it to Maine from, Los Angeles, but uh, that's, so where is it situated on the map for people? Because I like how we talked off camera, a lot of people don't know where Connecticut even is.
1: Yeah, so if you're thinking like North, Northeast, you have Maine on the top and then you're coming down you can go through Massachusetts. Technically you can go through New Hampshire, Massachusetts and then Rhode Island, then Connecticut. So like if you're going down 95.
0: And then South of you is? New York, yeah.
1: So. Yeah, I'm. I'm a 45
0: hour train ride from the city. I can get to Times Square in about an hour. Wow! Because like Texas, a lot of people that listen to this, or watch these, are in Texas. Like it's so vast, yeah. and then getting from place to place. And then California is it's massive. It's you don't realize how big it is until you start driving through it. You're like, oh my god! But it sure. it seems like it's kind of cool that. So I just want to get it in. So if someone comes to New York to visit, it's an hour train ride.
1: About an hour. A little I mean, so the easiest place to get to the restaurant would be to go through Brewster. Okay. Which is a little bit more than an hour, but yeah, it's like an hour a little bit more than an hour and then a 15 minute Uber and you're there.
0: Oh, that's cool. Okay. So I'll put I'll put links to that kind of guide, or maybe later on off you just tell me that again. So that will I'll listen to it when I edit this. But that'll be cool because I want people to know because I know that people when they visited New York Different people have come to visit you guys. I think, like, I remember Bird, or I'd seen like Evan Leroy, or some. And and so when I yeah. I was just wondering how close it was, and that's not bad at all. That's super dealable. That's cool. So that's so, the best.
1: That's wow. the best way. If anybody, if anybody comes in, it's like it go through New York. Like, if they come to New York City and they want to try a destination barbecue, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, we get a lot of people that come in from the city because they're like it's easier to come out out drive the same amount of distance because like the tra- the anti-commute and then find parking is easier than like going into the city to find barbecue yeah
0: yeah yeah and also to to would, is there a place to fly in i guess would you fly into new haven is that where?
1: yeah you could fly into new haven or westchester those yeah. are the two small airports but and
0: that would be a nice vacation that would be fun to be in that area and hang out and go come by hoodoo three times and then Go, go to other yeah. places <laughs> Go to different.
1: you fly into new haven you get pizza in the afternoon and then you come get dinner at hoodoo and then you're good to go
0: that's perfect and you guys are open i i usually do this at the end but you guys are open tuesday through sunday right yeah tuesday through sunday lunch tuesday or lunch only friday saturday sunday but it's that so it's four to nine tuesday wednesday thursday right yeah so that's something to... yeah. <laughs> like that i've ordered. yeah it's it's like it's Yeah, it's funny hours. It's like 4 to 9 and then
1: like 11 to 10 on the Uh, weekends.
0: So what was your path? Like, what did you think that you would do? Did you think you would be in food?
1: I mean, if you ask my mom, the answer is yeah. She's always said that I should go into food. That's like my thing. Like, I mean, I always loved service. I I worked at Starbucks for the longest time and I loved it. I just love making people happy. Coffee is one of my loves too. So like, it's an easy way in. Who would have thought that I was making sausage? Not me.
0: But now that you're doing it and the way that you present it and the work that you do, it makes all the sense, but it's it probably, you know, like talking to yourself 10 years ago, you would never would have thought that. No,
1: I mean, accounting's my background. I like numbers. I've always enjoyed numbers. I enjoy money, like making sure that all that stuff balances out. So like, it all it all relates to the restaurant business and it's all like because i that's the other thing i had to explain to my mom because my mom was like you should just went into food from the beginning and i'm like hey if you think about it i got the business side already done like that's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing that everyone struggles to learn is all the business side so like i've already learned all that so it's cool
0: yeah that's so then do you think then someday is it do you plan on having your own restaurant is that or is that something you talk about
1: I don't know. It's it's like a weird thing. It's like you sit there and like if you think of the natural progression of most pit masters and they they start, they learn under somebody and then they do their own thing. But like you have a special handful of people that I feel like I'm part of that's like very comfortable and like being able to be creative. Cody lets me be creative in any way that I want, and uh it works.
0: Yeah, and it's and and there are groups that stay together. Forever, the yeah. kind of thing like not forever. Every forever is a very long time, but it's. Yeah. But there are groups that say to stick together. And can you talk about Cody, and then also talk a little bit about Chris?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, Cody's probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I mean, when he's he's the real reason why I'm in barbecue, to be honest. I mean, we used to go to his restaurant once a week my my girlfriend and myself uh and then he would be like dude i see you always cooking at home doing your own thing he's like you're always working uh at starbucks on the weekends and then going home and cooking barbecue or like going home and cooking he's like or coming here and eating barbecue why don't you cook barbecue so like i went home i bought a weber smoky mountain that week and then like if i wasn't at the restaurant i was home cooking barbecue instead of cooking like actual food like just pretending to like try and cook ribs and pretending to try and cook pork butts and do all that kind of stuff. So you
0: weren't even considering it. It was just
1: something he was talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, like I just, I enjoyed barbecue. I always enjoyed it. I mean, we went to Texas for my girlfriend's cousin's wedding and like I'd eaten at hoodoo before that. And then like ate at a bunch of places in Texas. And I was like, hoodoo on a good day is just as good as any of these places in Texas. So I was like, huh okay so we just used to like we've always been foodies so we just go to like tried and true places that never like disappointed and hoodoo just happened to be one of those and then like it's also for me oh if i'm going to spend my money on any sort of food it's got to be like worth it like so if you think about it like i like specialty pastas like i'm not going to spend the time and dedication to make specialty pastas like at home like (laughs) it's It's not as fun but like making chicken parm i can do that in an hour so i'm not going to go to a place and get chicken parm but this is the same thing as barbecue like yeah it's a little expensive but it's also all the time that goes into it Mm -hmm. that i don't want to spend if i'm going to do it so i'd rather go to a place buy the barbecue and then just enjoy it so like that's the way we always used to spend our money and yeah cody got me into it he's just like dude you should try it i was like all right so wow. I used it as an excuse to drink beer. And funny enough, like that's what he always tells that that's how he got started. He didn't need an excuse to drink beer.
0: So. <laughs> I think a lot of people that's a, that is a good excuse. And then with Chris, did you so you met Chris in your visits there or did you meet him when you started working? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Through through the restaurant, actually. So he was the one. So uh, they used to do this event at a brewery called Half Full. Uh, it was a p- annual pig roast, and it, it was from Stanford, and that's where we were at. That's where we were living. So uh, we used to go to that event all the time, and one year, they were, like, a little behind, and... Cody was just like, Hey, you want to help us with this pig, like chopping the pig? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went and helped pull the pig and chop the pig and get everything ready for service. And like, I just want to make sure that all the other people got fed. So like, I was like, Chris, I can help you if you need to. And then after that, he was just like, all right, what does it take you to leave Starbucks to come work for
0: us? That's awesome. So you just gelled it. It worked. Yeah. And it seems like the three of you guys are are a great crew. And I, I know that there's, there's a couple other people that are part of your tight knit group, right?
1: Yeah, I mean there's like a core like we call it like the core fiveish. There's uh there's my two pit guys uh Ryan and Mike and then my brother just recently came on too. So he's been like a, a mixed bag of tricks. He's he's learned the pit, uh he's helped me with a sausage and then like he works front of
0: the house too. So wow, that's cool. What's his name? Uh Alan. I that's for you. What give everybody a shout out? Like if you have the opportunity yeah. to, it's cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. And then <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going to forget. How did the uh, like the flight suits or is that what they are? Like they're almost like flight suits. They're cool. Like it's so,
1: like, yeah. So I, it's my i it's my running joke that I call them super suits because it's like from the Incredibles. Honey, where's my super suit? Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a thing that so Chris Chris always likes to do when we do events always likes to pull out some kind of like all matching attire and like one food and wine fest he bought a whole bunch of these uh the mechanic suits Mechanics and had them like is, yes. yeah he had them like all these mechanic suits like uh look embroidered and all that kind of stuff and nobody liked them and i put one on and i was like i don't know if i really like this but like normally my clothes used to get destroyed i'd end up on black like the black marks on my shoulders from reaching in and grabbing briskets and like my my clothes used to get so dirty and greasy well i started wearing those and it would save my clothes instantly also my car like anytime i'd walk into my car it would just instantly smell like smoke well i could take off my super suits throw them in a bag in my trunk my car never smells like smoke it's great
0: that's awesome That's so smart
1: i'd I've just never left. I've I've just invested in more and more and more. And now it's become my daily attire.
0: <laughs> and it, you know, what's funny is it really suits you. It looks badass. It looks, yeah. it's, and it's different. It's so, okay, cool. So, okay. So that's how it turned out. To, but does, does anybody else wear them? Or I think I saw a picture of like, five of you guys one time in or three three of you guys?
1: yeah in. i mean we all we all have some but it, it's like a it's a running joke of like if somebody wears one they're like oh you're dressed up as tyler today.
0: <laughs> so. i see okay and then obviously i want to get to um how like your little path your path within hoodoo but the sausage uh sausage king of connecticut that's obviously a reference to ferris bueller right
1: yeah uh, chris yeah. chris came up with that chris is the big ideas guy he like he'll think of something and he'll just let it flow and it goes but he was doing a video of like one of the sausages that like just on the smoker because like uh we had like a bunch of the cheese like would drip and then like coagulate so like he would just make a video and he just went boom sausage king of connecticut and then it just kind (laughs) of stuck i was just like yep we're gonna run with it
0: yeah no i love it i love it so much i love that that i love that scene in ferris bueller and then i think last night i was doing i was googling and i saw that you guys kind of did a play off of that that scene and uh it's such and i forgot the part where you said snoot is it snooty and snotty or something yeah Yeah. i feel like that's a very ad-lib scene or parts of that scene was maybe ad-lib but that's okay that's cool then it makes sense because you what you're putting out and i'll put a link below i did a piece with i think i don't know 40 50 of your sausage and it's spectacular. And I was able to, what's nice is, is, some a lot of, there's a lot of sausage makers that don't necessarily put what, what they made They'll They'll put like, or they put some ingredients, but then don't. but you actually were put, you put the names of each one. And it was, it's, so it's really interesting. I'll put a link below and we'll at the very end of this video kind of go over those things, but how did you, so when you first started, were you just helping out all over the place kind of doing everything? Yeah. I know? mean,
1: yeah. When I first started at Hoodoo, uh, I was still doing my accounting job and still doing Starbucks at the same time. So like I would just help with caterings and like help in the pits whenever they needed help, uh, covering here, covering there. So I used to do that. I actually cooked a lot of pigs when I first started. Then, like as time progressed, uh, they needed me more during overnight. So I would do a couple overnights here and there. And then like with the whole COVID situation, my accounting job went to work from home. So then instead of work from home, it became work from hoodoo. So I would sit in the dining room, do like the rib cook and help out there as much as possible. And then, yeah, it just became a downfall of more, more responsibilities.
0: So in the, with pig, do you guys do the whole?
1: Thing? Yeah, we we'd do the whole hogs. whole hogs. We would cook them on BQs. Yeah, that's more of like a catering special, but like. In the summers, they pop off in Connecticut. It's crazy. Everybody wants to do some kind of cool event. And it's like a showstopper because you get like a, you get a dinner and a show. Like you guys bring the BQ to the event? Oh yeah. We'll bring the BQ. We'll crisp up the skin at the event. We'll chop it all up right yeah, in front can. of everybody and then serve it. It's, it's, that's, that's what everybody looks for. It's like, cause we don't bring our smokers cause most of two of our smokers are on skids. So it's like, we can't really bring them to an event, but the BQ we can bring, it smokes out. We'll we'll do all that stuff. It's cool.
0: So then can they get a whole hog during the week at your restaurant or is that just. Every
1: once in a while, we'll do them for like a special occasion. Like if we're raising money for hogs for a cause or something like that, or like somebody really asks, but.
0: So then so is the crackling on the menu then, or is that.
1: No. So we do crispy skin pork belly. So that's like a Cody Uh... thing. Okay. when they first started yeah so it's kind of, you can always get crackling skin if you want it but it just comes crispy skin pork belly which is so. delicious oh it's very unique
0: <laughs> it's very unique and it's something that people haven't had so that's something and also it looks it looks cool when you see pictures of it you're like what is that like for most people that don't yeah. know and then, okay so that's that's the option there but then when you do for catering so that's and that's something that they can contact the restaurant for that information for the there's not yeah. There's not a set price or something, right? It's, it's no. There's a there's a catering email. You can shoot the catering right. email a question. That's cool. That's super cool. So then when so then how did the sausage stuff? How did that? Were you were you guys making only a couple sausage at a time, or was there someone?
1: No. When we first started, we were just buying sausage from a company, and then Cody was just like, uh, "We want to try and like they were they were used not utilizing a lot of their scraps and. Cody was just like yeah let's try and figure it out and I've made sausage before like I had taken a class from a butcher shop uh oh, you like on how to make sausage yeah and like I had grew up uh, and one of my friends had made sausage so like I had learned from like his grandma how to do it on like a side butcher like on a side table with a little hand
0: grinder oh that's rad that's awesome
1: yeah so I I knew how to make sausage but like not using like an actual grinder and we had a buffalo chopper as our grinder because jordan jackson that was the way that he he taught cody how to do it so it was a learning curve for a little while on how to play with it
0: But can you explain what that is
1: yeah so buffalo chopper is basically like a giant food processor is the best way to explain it like most people that have buffalo choppers they're making like egg salad or something like that but instead of the food the food processor food processor blades they spin this way instead of spinning this way okay so because they spin this way the bowl also spins it it leads to a very unique texture uh which is one of the things that i kind of look for you could still get it in a regular grinder but it's like more work versus this one it's like there's also a lot more room for error. I've come to find out because, like, if you don't take the meat out at the right time, it's gonna over emulsify. And if you don't, if you take it out too early, it's way too chunky. But it's it's a weird chunk. It's not super and dewy chunky. It's weird. It's a different. So, do you texture. guys
0: use that today? To this day, you use the buffalo chopper. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I've, we've never we've never changed. Same equipment that they they had is what we've used.
0: And people who might not know Jordan Jackson, he used to work at Bodacious. And then yeah. now now I think he's at Franklin, right? Yeah, he's still yeah, at Franklin. Yeah, but, he's an awesome. And what a great guy too. He's a wealth of information. He's always and he's always been really super kind to this guy in Los Angeles, and I'm sure to everyone. Like any anytime anybody wanted to learn about sausage, I would say, call Jordan. Contact Jordan somehow. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's so funny. That,
1: I, I missed the I missed the lesson. Like, I wasn't there when they taught they taught them when Jordan taught them how to make sausage. So I was kind of like in the dark. But I got to, like, I, I I would reach out to Brian because Brian was still making the sausage for them at the time. And I was just like, Brian, all right, talk to me about this buffalo chopper. Like, like, have you ever had this happen? He's like, yeah, of course. He goes, you just need to sharpen the blades a little bit more and stuff oh, wow. like that.
0: Yeah, that's Brian. And Brian Bingham for people that, are, that don't know. Yep. That's yep. from Su- Sunburn. Uh, that's, oh, that's okay. That's interesting. And I wonder, does he... Does, so is Buffalo Chopper is that a, is that something that a lot of people in the sausage game use or no? To be honest, I don't think
1: so. I, outside of Brian and Jordan, I don't know many people that have used them. Interesting. Like I huh? know, I know the Blue Oak, the Blue Oak Boys. They bought one because Jordan told them to buy one too, uh-huh. and they had asked me to come down and help them with it. But I don't, I don't know of anybody else that uses it. I know it's real big for charcuterie, like making, uh, like salami sense. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, if you ever watch some of, like, the Olympia Provision stuff on YouTube, they mm-hmm. basically use a giant buffalo chopper, but it's, like, huge. It's industrial. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I took a tour of Olympia Provisions a while, about yeah. like, five years ago, and I think I remember seeing, it. okay, that's what it was called. I had, had no idea what it was called. It's massive. And Yeah. Wow, okay, cool. So then, how did, but then were you, how did you get into the more of the creative side of Sausage? Was that, like, the last two well, years of COVID?
1: It, yeah, I mean, so uh, me and one of the other pit guys that's not there anymore, we worked through uh, a recipe for Cody that he wanted. Like, we we made sausage a bunch of times, so Cody was happy with it. And then the other guy left, and it fell onto my shoulders of just producing jalapeno cheddar. That was the goal, just mm-hmm. to produce jalapeno cheddar. Uh, so we had got to jalapeno cheddar to where he was happy with it. And then I was like, cool, let's work on our provolone parsley sausage. And then I worked on that for a while and we, we created that one. And then he was just like, uh, all right, you could do some cool stuff. So like, I would just like do like random ones just here and there. Like I started with like a bacon, egg and cheese that they did at the meat hook and like stuff that we had saw on YouTube and just like played around with stuff. And then basically I was creating a special one almost every week, every two weeks. At the time, along with the provolone parsley, and then we were just like, "All right, cool." So the special ones are selling pretty well. Let's do uh, a special every single like as a special and the jalapeno cheese. So basically, for the last year or so, I've done a special every single week, different, and they've all. I've never repeated a special unless somebody really, really asked me to, and then that's it so, so, that's so that's why you have so that's why you have so many unique
0: ones is because yeah
1: i don't like to repeat them it's not as fun like i i like to just constantly be changing like if somebody comes in and says yo i missed this one it was and like it looked really cool if enough people ask me about it i'll redo it but like very often i don't i don't, I don't I, i'll change them every single time
0: do you have a favorite or a couple favorites amongst that group that you're like god i to <sighs> make again like or is that like i, don't, I hate to say it, like it's the, like it's not like you are no, like the kids but
1: this is what everybody asked me everyone's like okay what's the best sausage you've ever done and i'm like i don't know it's like it's cool? all person it's it's all personal preference like i mean the i did a chipotle bowl boudin and like that that those flavors just hit home to me but like is that the best one i've ever made probably not i mean I've done, I did the broccoli, I did a broccoli Rob, like a a Philly, a Philly sandwich. So I did roast pork, broccoli Rob, and some sharp provolone. And like, that's probably one of my favorites, but it's all just all personal preference on flavor profiles.
0: Yeah. What do you look for personally in a good sausage for yourself? Like, or one that you really like, or even outside of Hootie?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm very picky. Uh, There's certain things that I look for. I like... I like a tighter, tighter texture. I don't like them to be super loose. Um, I also don't like them to be, I like them to be a little firmer, not as soft. So I use, I don't use any liquid when I make sausage. Uh, That's like what differentiates me from a lot of people. Uh, And I feel like there's a lot of natural liquid that comes out in a lot of the ingredients. So it softens it up enough. It's not like eating really firm meat it balances everything out. So I look for that. I look for a good balance of salt and sweet. So it's not like super sweet, but like uh, it's just enough to balance everything out.
0: So it's that, and, that, that sweet, that, that how everyone says like they add the, the acid with the sweet, like that's to make sure that you have the the balance. Balance yeah, I mean, is key in everything. Yeah, because you can't really
1: add acid to sausage. You do like eat at the protein bind. So balancing it out with a little bit of sugar is a thing that I do to a lot of my sausages too.
0: Have you had any, because you're making them a new one every week, have you had ones that are huge fails or have ones that, because you, you know the process now or you know if it would get screwed up.
1: I talked to Elaine from Goldies about this a couple of times, and he's just like, we're, we're kind of in the same thing. As long as the salt content's right, we're usually like never going to fail that hard. Like, Are they ever perfect off the first try? Mm-hmm. Rarely. I always write down notes on like, okay, this is, if I ever to make this one again, I would change this, this, and this. So like, there's ones that are, I wish I could always change and add a couple of things. Like I just made a Waffle House link that somebody else makes. And uh, I thought I put enough potatoes in it. And I was like, this ratio seems right based on what I normally do. And then talking to Brian of Secret Pint, he was just like, yeah, I've never weighed the amount of potatoes. And I was just like, yeah, I, you need to weigh them because this is way, I thought this was perfect and you use way more.
0: Okay, but, so that's, that's, oh, so he, is he the one that had made it before?
1: Yeah, he makes it and I thought it was great. I, I thought the flavor was amazing and like the potato studded throughout was awesome. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to recreate this. And I I did what I thought was the right amount of potatoes and nowhere close.
0: And was it potato like the hash? Was it because I saw in the video or like the little montage? Yeah. It was to so use hash browns.
1: Yeah, so he uses Waffle House hash browns. He goes to Waffle House. Well, in Connecticut, we don't have Waffle House. Yeah, exactly. So, and I also like to make everything from scratch. That's one of the things that like differentiates me too. Is everything for everything is always either made from a friend that makes it from scratch, or it's made from scratch okay. by me. So.
0: Yeah, well and and also the thought for a lot of people, potatoes in a sausage isn't a normal thing. A lot of people don't have potatoes in a sausage. So and that that was that good for binding or was it good for just having a yeah, study? I mean, for, God, it's so interesting.
1: I, I mean it definitely the potato starch would definitely help with binding agents. I mean, that's like a thing that a lot of people use. When I when I was doing some research on some fish sausage, uh yeah, I, people, wanted, to, I, I thought, wanted
0: to talk about that.
1: A lot of people used potato starch. I saw that in a lot of the stuff was that people use potato starch.
0: And so. it seemed like it seemed like Chris was a big fan of the fish sausage, right?
1: No, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you can ask Bert about this next time you see Bert. Ask ask him about Chris with his shrimp story.
0: Okay, all right. If anybody's yeah. listening and they, and they run into Bert, ask him about that the the shrimp story. Okay, my good. But it's yeah. it's also too. I think and I had read something like it's Sometimes it's hard to get it out of your mind when you know something is in something. Like if someone says livers in this, or I just kind of like you just know. Even if it doesn't even taste like that, or even. Like I didn't know for the longest time that anchovies were in Worcestershire is a Worcestershire sauce. I didn't know that anchovies were in them, and my brother didn't know. We, we just put it on everything, and my brother hates fish like so much. And so, but now I can just tell that it's like the saltiness. You could it got that's where it's come. And anchovies are on so many different things, but it's interesting that I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, but once it's in your head, it's like I'm drinking anchovy sauce.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, when I make boudin, certain boudins, I'll put a, I'll put a chicken livers in it and I won't tell people like, like you said before, I list every ingredient and uh, I won't tell the people that are eating it at first. I will be like, yeah, there's no livers, but of course there's livers. (laughs) It has to, be. you have to have liver.
0: Uh-huh. You definitely. And then I wanted to, this is going to go over the place, but I don't want to forget you on a post, you talked about the process. For making sausage, and then it's it's a four day, it's, it's four days in total. Can you kind of go over that just so, so people know? Because a lot of people go places and they have sausage and it's wonderful, and they they might not realize really what goes into it. Can you just do a quick little overview of what goes into making craft sausage?
1: Yeah, so I mean, everybody's a little bit different. Everyone's got their own style of process, but yeah. for me, we have our own trimmer. I don't trim any of our meats that I cook, so uh, he does all of our trimming. But he just takes all of the trim, puts it into buckets for me. So it starts with me going through said trim buckets and trimming to exactly my specification of what I want to use for sausage and what I want to use for something else, whether it's tallow or grind, whatever it is. So it starts with that. And then for me, I then weigh everything out and I freeze all of my buckets uh, of sausage trim uh, and then I'll pull those out. And then I'll grind them and or season and grind them. And then I have to turn around and mix them and then stuff them. So that's usually a second day or a third day. And then they usually cure for, I like to let them cure for 24 to 48 hours. I probably go for a little bit longer of a cure than most people do. A lot of people just do 12 hours overnight and then cook the next day. Uh, For me, I like to do 24 to 48 ish and then cold smoke And then I like to let them rest overnight again and then serve them the following day. So So it's like a four day process.
0: Yeah. That's four days. And you said the 18 hours in total, if you add up all the hours themselves. Yeah. If you
1: were to, if you were to do just hours for me to make one, make one batch of sausage for me for 20, a 25 pound batch, which is like my size batch. Yeah. It would take me probably about two hours to trim and weigh everything out and then go through everything else. Yeah. It's crazy wow. it's probably close to 18 in total
0: so that's a labor of love very much True, so. truly and then can yeah. you explain what cold smoke is
1: yeah so for me my cold smoke i like to cook around 150 degrees uh for me we use either a lang 108 or uh our mo- a thousand gallon Moberg. I kind of go back and forth on which one I want or which one I'm going to use. More often than not, I actually prefer to cook them on the Lang because they have like the heated plate on the bottom. So it gets hot and it cooks from both sides a little bit more evenly than the Moberg. Uh, but the color on the Moberg when you make sausages is just insane. Wow. So yeah, so it's like I, for each one, I kind of play with it. But it's a 150 degrees for about four to five hours till they reach – 145 to 150 internal.
0: And then do you pull them, put them in the walk-in and then for, or do you, or how do you? Yeah,
1: so so I I leave them on the grates and spray them with room temperature water uh, until they kind of cool down. Uh, Then I'll wipe them down, put them in a bus tub and then put them in the walk-in uncovered overnight then cover it back up the next day and then we'll reheat them the next day.
0: Do you reheat them in the smoker or do you reheat them yeah.
1: in the okay? Yeah, we'll reheat them in the smoker. I mean it the the double smoke on the sausages helps with the flavor and the casings. But you could you could do them in an oven if you're in a pinch. Yeah, it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the best way. So like if, if I know people are gonna reheat sausages like to go home, I'll just be like, I'll give them to you cold, throw them in your oven, you'll be good.
0: At what temperature in the oven, too, at uh, two twenty five or
1: Hey, I mean, if you want to go 350 for like 10 minutes, you're good. That's fine.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. I always wondered that too with with reheating stuff.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, if it's brisket or something else, you don't want to heat it up that hot. But the sausage, the casings can take the extra crispness.
0: And yeah, that would be good. Okay. Snap extra hard. Yeah. So then are people, are you guys by Sunday, have you sold out of your special usually? Or do you have the special generally? Or? So
1: I, I, try to be three weeks ahead at all times of special sausages. Um, and I'll try to do smaller batches for like stuff that I know will sell on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, which are like the weekdays, which are a little, tend to be a little slower. So I try to do special stuff. That's like not as, uh, out there kind of more approachable, but, uh, it depends. Usually, I try to do the new sp- new specials uh, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is a little busier, and usually by Sunday, they're gone, mm-hmm. and then we'll go to the next one.
0: But so if some, but I just I'm just thinking if someone came on a Sunday there's a chance they might not be able to get one of your specials that they saw on Instagram versus. No, yeah
1: yeah yeah I mean there's a there's a very good possibility on a Sunday that yeah. if they show up they're not going to get the one that I posted the Friday or Saturday
0: yeah yeah because it's because people are interested in that is that has so has that become a thing for people to come and get interesting oh, sausage oh yeah
1: yeah we get a lot of phone calls where people will call and be like okay what's the special sausage of the day
0: you know, like go and You could have just gone on the internet because you yeah, that. hey. that's cool. Okay, and I'll put I'll put a link to your because I think that you you on your your personal page is where you show all the new ones, right? Isn't that?
1: Yeah, I I try to I try to take a picture every single time and do it. I I I didn't for a while. I wasn't really like hard on it, but then I was just like, you know what? Why not? I'll just yeah. do it. Go and give the whole like ingredient list, like it's like the back of a a food nutrition label and we're good to get
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And then, and I'll, I'll put a link below to get into that, to that blog piece that I did with all your sausages, which is cool. And I'm going to keep updating that because I just think it's just, it's nice too. Cause maybe you can go back and look at it or whomever. Just so that way, and then people also, I, I'm trying to do it so that people get an idea of what people are doing creatively outside of their area or outside. So that way, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people are curious and they could just look at your Instagram yeah. feed, but these are just bigger <laughs> pages, but uh, yeah, uh, what is, um? are there any, is there anybody in the sausage world that you are a fan of or that you look up to or are a mentor other than Brian and uh, Jordan?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's always a bunch of people. There's a whole bunch of people doing great sausage out there. I mean, there's a real tight group of us, us boys. There's Cooper from Barre BQ. Uh, I mean, there's the grasslands, whole crew and drew, and then uh Brian from Secret Pint. Those are like the three that like I feel like are really tight. And they're all if you if you know anything, they all basically spin off of Lane, but uh Lane and all of them boys, but And Lane's yeah, a I mean Savant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're 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 all they're all guys that I respect the crap out of in the industry. Uh, but I mean, there's just people outside of even just barbecue. Most, most butcher shops are making really cool sausages now too. So
0: have you seen it's that just, girl, is that girl still making that with all those colorful sausages? What's
1: yeah. The modern, the people from a modern butcher shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their, their stuff in Massachusetts is insane. They go out, she goes all out every single time for everything. I mean, her stuff's great.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it looks beautiful. I've always like, <laughs> I think I've written her a couple of times, like I want to talk to you. And also what can you, can I order some stuff to be shipped out? Cause it's just, yeah, there's certain people that you just know, they take a lot of pride in what they're doing and it's, it's a challenge. It's like a, a creative challenge. And it seems like for you, that's another reason why I want to talk to you is this because it seems like you're really enjoying it. And it seems like you're pushing the envelope and I'm sure that, you know, you see, like you've mentioned in this interview, you've seen what other people do, and then you try to put your spin on it. But then also, too, you're doing things that I've never seen. Could we go over a few of the ones that, uh, let's see, like it's, well, the Kung Pao chicken sausage, that's how, like, did you see that from somebody else?
1: No, I, I most of the sausages that I do, I usually don't see. I just, I try, I try to like not look at every, what everybody else is doing and just kind of do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember... I remember, so one of my friends, uh, she had went to New York City, went to China, like the whole China markets. She brought me all of these whole all, home, all of these Chinese peppers, like hot peppers. And oh, I was like, cool. okay, cool. What could I make with that? And I was just like, okay, kung pao chicken. I was like, I, had, I think that was one of the first chicken sausages I had ever done too. So I was like trying to figure it out. That's like How'd that the, again, out. It was good. Yeah, I mean. We we do chicken we do chicken breasts for a lot of our sandwiches at the restaurant. We do like a fried chicken sandwich and then we do chicken like chicken breasts for salads. Mm-hmm. So like we always trim them so we have all the extra fat from all of the chicken breasts. So I added a whole bunch of extra chicken fat to it. So it's a uh, chicken sausage. Yeah. Oh that's cool. I just I try to utilize as much waste as possible. So like that's where a lot of my other cool sausages come from. It's like, okay, we have this in, how do I utilize the rest of
0: it? that's no that's that's super smart and it also helps with uh you know food costs that's just in general it's just that's oh there's so much waste so I, it, you did one, but think i think with turning point coffee was that
1: yeah was so it? one that that's that's where i used to roast coffee for them for the longest time and uh i was trying to figure out some some way to add coffee to it like i've one of the sausages that I've wanted to do for a while that I just haven't been able to play with yet is I want to do like a coffee cake sausage. I think Bill did something very similar, (laughs) but like I want to get it studded throughout with like crumbs, like just every link. when you're cutting through it, it's like a crumb of coffee cake. But yeah, I did a coffee with lime and some ginger powder and it was a pork sausage. It was pretty good.
0: Uh, yeah, that's cool and then also you we had talked off camera about the cereal one and i had mentioned when i talked to bill i had said that i thought it would be kind of cool if people did like plays on cereal sausage and what you did the um, cinnamon toast crunch is that
1: yeah so again for me it was just like okay what plays with pork like i'm just sitting there and i'm like okay uh i have pork trim what's a cool thing that everybody could like it would that works well and i'm like cinnamon works and then i was like okay cool cinnamon toast crunch because I, I, like, I had saw those little bottles at walmart of was like cinna dust and like they had oh, yeah, twix yeah. dust they had twix dust and that's where i saw that and i was like huh all right what could we do and i was like all right we're gonna do cinnamon toast crunch
0: wow and how'd that turn out it was good yeah yeah
1: i mean yeah, I mean everybody was a little turned off at first, but they're like, yeah,
0: it works. <laughs> turned off simply because there was it was a cereal in there. Is that why?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I I I pulverized it till it was like dust. So,
0: how was the um the beef stroganoff one?
1: That one I thought was going to be way better than it actually ended up being. Uh I wanted a little bit more herbs in it, but other than that it was great. I mean, egg noodles uh, inside of a sausage, it's pretty cool
0: yeah yeah and then and do people come back like are you uh, what's your shift are you there when people are trying your stuff
1: yeah i it's it's funny that's like their running joke is like when i see a sausage go out i'll go and like i'll be like okay what are they saying about this like do they hate it like what don't they like about it like trying to figure out always trying to just get better yeah
0: yeah. no that's that and that's fun do you and do people come and talk to you about it
1: yeah i mean it's hilarious like that's uh, I'll, I'll get a lot of people like I'm walking through the restaurant and they'll be like, Hey, you make all the sausages. Right. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, Oh, great, great, great one. I, I had the one today. It was awesome.
0: But do, are people, are people coming to work with you guys or stage or are you guys going to do classes? So you do classes. I know Hoodoo does classes, but do you yeah, include hood- sausage in that or no?
1: No, no sausage classes. Hoodoo just, we do like a uh, brisket ribs and brisket ribs and pulled pork, but
0: yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but are you going to do you think that is that something in the card someday maybe? It's it's I mean maybe. I mean, there's enough places where you can go learn how to make
1: sausage. It's <laughs> there's just like of,
0: there's a lot more now. Yeah. Than there are. And
1: and everybody knows that they could just message me and I'll gladly answer any of the questions that they have.
0: And that's the be- the best way would be to DM you on Instagram. Are there any other sausages that you want to talk talk about? I'm going through like I'm seeing there some really cool, there's just interesting uh, the, oh, the Burton that
1: one. I I had it in my head, and I was sitting there, and I was like, okay, I know somebody did this. I was like, I know somebody said something about this, and then all of a sudden, I like posted it, and then all the Leroy and Lewis guys were like, "Yep, we did it." And <laughs> I was just like, "Dang it, I knew somebody that did it, but I couldn't figure out who did it." But yeah, uh, that was just like trying to utilize a whole bunch of stuff. Like we had a whole bunch of leftover um ingredients from when the Blood Brothers came up. And we had done, did oh. the brisket fried, we did brisket fried rice. And so I was like, cause when we did brisket fried rice, I was like, okay, I want to do pork fried rice boudin. So I did that one. And then I was like, we still had all of like the stuff, like all of the Maggie and all that kind of stuff. So I made the sauce to do brisket fried rice boudin or brisket, uh, burn in boudin with broccoli. So oh,
0: now that turned out really good. Yeah. I mean,
1: the color of
0: it was unreal. Yeah. So beautiful and then also this is i I have to ask about the clams casino one
1: yeah so that came off from mine is there's a place there's a place out that we my girlfriend and i used to like to go to a lot uh does uh, big italian stuff and they have on their menu like they have like a clam sausage and i was sitting there and i ate it and i was just like mind blown i was like okay this is really cool so i was like how could i do a clam sausage and uh do being like growing up i was like i used to eat clams casino all the time so i was like yep that's the way
0: that's awesome that's an it's such an interesting so there's this there's lots of different ones if people and and people can come obviously the barbecue is amazing but the sausage is is spectacular and i just want people to know and then you uh you you and your girlfriend love disney stuff right yeah my girlfriend is a disney junkie to say the least is she does she follow all like like the the bloggers and the um oh yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah.
1: she's good. always she's always sitting on youtube watching everybody that's running around it's great
0: <laughs> yeah like i grew up my dad actually worked at disneyland back he went he grew up in orange county and he went to orange coast uh college and then worked at disneyland at night like sweeping up so he saw walt disney biking through the park a couple times this is before awesome. he passed and he said also there used to be a um 7, leagues under the sea um I was oh 10,000, excuse me, <laughs> 10,000 Leagues Under Sea exhibit, and there was a bed. And so workers would come and they do their job and then they go sleep, I guess, nap in the bed. So, and then also, I guess, like Disney was really, really, and you, I'm sure, know this, and your girlfriend about like gum. Like, she he didn't want any gum at all in the park. Yeah. Like, you couldn't sell it because he didn't want, want to make sure that, because that was a thing that people it was always a, a messy messy thing but it was it was really neat and, he, and then so we ended up going my parents would you know get the e-tickets this is back i'm dating myself but they buy tickets and so we can get like for the rides and things and so we would go to Disneyland a lot and it was very affordable it's now it's 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 a whole thing it's 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 become like i can't like when i see a family of four there i haven't gone in like four or five years but when i i'm like <laughs> i are dropping a lot of money especially if they get like yeah. an the double park thing or i guess like and i haven't been to orlando in a long time but like they didn't have animal kingdom and stuff when i but of if... no
1: and like that's where we we go to again we're east coast people so east coast disney world is our park i mean Ooh. i used to grow up i grew up and i went there a bunch and then my girlfriend when she was growing up she went there a bunch and she just always grew very fond of it so her choice of vacation is always something Disney. So that's why going to the West Coast for us is always great because mm-hmm. we can fly in it. We can fly in LA, do a day in LA, which is kind of like my thing. I like to do places that I've never been mm-hmm. and like center it around food. And she likes to center it around Disney. So the of West course. Coast is like, yeah, we get to go to LA, we'll hit Hall and Rays and do some other cool food spots and then drive to Disney, do Disneyland for a couple of days and then drive to San Diego and do some stuff in San Diego and then fly home
0: that's cool that's perfect so who's her favorite do you know offhand who her favorite youtube person is because i'd like to I, oh
1: i'd say she she probably watches tim tracker the most tim tracker okay yeah we we've run into a couple of random ones throughout our trips for sure and she'll she'll fangirl out on them it's great
0: it's funny too because it's become like i think you can't film on certain rides now like it's become like when I watch them like I I love watching like those behind the scenes things a now, but I'm like thinking, oh, it's so distracting. Like there's everyone's filming, everyone's doing a show, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
1: a, I mean, it's become a job for them, and it works.
0: Yeah, yeah, it works. It's just, and then it also, I think there was people though going back and in, like into the cast member areas and stuff, and that became like a whole thing.
1: Can't ruin the surprise. No, it's like you, the whole it's the whole thing. Like you can't. You, people don't want to know how the sausage gets made, man
0: yeah yeah, you don't want to know how a hot dog is made exactly a uh, charcuterie wise are there is there a place local that you go to
1: not really oh. i mean there's a there's a new there's a new butcher shop that's pretty close that uh just just opened back up uh and they're going to do some cool stuff uh there's another place in new haven that we'll go to that makes a lot of really cool stuff too
0: are there any places that you want to go to to try their stuff like barbecue wise um, sausage wise
1: uh i mean Evie mays is probably top of my list burnt bean those are the two barbecue wise that are top on my list i mean i just want to go hang out with the goldie's boys too i mean yeah. that's those those probably are my top three uh but burnt bean evy mays goldie's those are the top three that i'd probably say
0: yeah yeah that's a and I've been sequestered, and so i my list is a little bit longer than yours, but yeah, for what when I see the the photos of Bert Bean, it just looks like otherworldly, and then everything Evie maze does and especially the desserts too on their side like it's it's the whole package and goldies too, yeah those guys
1: you you look at it in and of itself. it's always just like there's like the family trees of who came from where and who learned what from who, yeah, I mean like everybody gives their own tips and tricks like that's why I like cooking all these cool events it's like I'm trying to learn like at least two things from every pit master of like what they have and like what what they're doing what they're doing different and like why they're doing what they're doing so it's just like when we were in Charleston I was talking to everybody about rib cooks and like a lot of people cook their ribs rib tips towards the fire instead of bones towards the fire and like why they do that it's just like it's the little things
0: yeah, and there's always, and that's also what makes barbecue special. It's just not yeah. a bunch of meat. It's there's different techniques, different philosophy, different ways of doing things, and why people are doing those things too is so that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Is there anything we missed? Hoodoo's Tuesday through Sunday. I could all put the hours and everything below. Tons of parking, right? No, there's not. What do you recommend? I was gonna ask what's what's the recommendation for parking wise? Is it just uh come Ruby? early and find parking come early and find parking okay that's the that's I mean a
1: okay <laughs> yeah fridays fridays are always the toughest day to find parking i mean saturdays saturdays you can find parking pretty frequently if you drive around the lot enough you can find some stuff but yeah parking parking is the number one complaint it's usually it's usually the food's amazing but the parking stinks
0: yeah but that's also like, uh, I've worked at places too. Like, it's a, a lot of places don't have good parking. It's hard. It's so. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. We can't a main. It.
1: We're on a main street. We're on a, we're on a main U.S. technically, it's a U.S. highway, I think. Yeah. But what are you supposed to do?
0: There's nothing. Cause, and you, and exactly. it's not, yeah, there's no like valet <laughs> parking or something. There's nothing. There's not, there's no like, conceptually there's nothing that you can do and so and is uh is cody or cody and chris there most nights most days
1: yeah yeah i mean if you come in and me chris or cody aren't there then it's a rare occasion usually one of us if not all three of us there almost like almost the entire time awesome
0: well cool and then do you have a full bar
1: yeah okay yeah full 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 bar uh crazy whiskey menu uh eight draft beers at all times it's great
0: Right. awesome, and then yeah, say hi both to both those guys. Have a great one. It was so nice Thank to you meet too. you. And uh, if that, if I have any questions, I'll shoot you an email.
1: Sounds good. All good. right, take see. it
0: easy. Right, bye.